Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Michael Zuber, one rental at a time. Back with the three amigos. How you doing, Dion? Howdy. Doing great. Ready for round two. Awesome. And Matt, how are you? Just as ready for round two as Dion is. Awesome, guys. Well, hey, I uh, failed in episode one to remind people how they can follow you. So let's hit that up front. Dion, how can people find you? Right here on YouTube, uh, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. And on Tuesdays, I do a live stream that lasts as long as the questions do. That is awesome. It's true. It's awesome. And Matt, how are you? <laughs> uh, Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube. Uh, we do a live stream 1130 a.m. Eastern time every single Sunday. Uh, we usually do Mr. and Mrs. Lumberjack on Thursday nights. I don't know if Ashley's going to be up to it tonight. She's just finishing a stint with the baby for, for treatment. Um, and then now the only thing that I've changed from 2021 to 22 is I will actually post one thing a day to Instagram. And I've seen it. That post from the other day when it was uh, 17 below was hilarious. I showed, I showed Olivia and she literally, for her, she laughed out loud. She's really reserved, right? She lost it. <laughs> She's like, oh my God. Yeah, so cold. Yeah, it was so bad. It was so bad. Oh, hey, one of the things I love about this channel is we have experts uh, that really stay in their lane. But I sit in this little catbird seat and I can start putting things together. Okay. I want to talk about first-time homebuyers because each of us individually and collectively have thought about, proposed, talked about that they are going to on purpose oh, this year find ways to help first-time home buyers, especially first-time home buyers below the median income of certain areas. You guys remember those conversations? Absolutely. I'm just trying to figure out how we get turn that into a crash. <laughs> I don't think it's going to be a crash. No, uh, it's going to increase demand in an environment with no supply, which is a different problem. There's, but, there's one so, thing that can make a crash in about three years. Okay. That's, and what that's the one this? concern I have with this. Yes. Mm -hmm. it will be yeah i think dion's dead on three years yeah you, you get the first time home buyer that comes in and and it's easy to pitch it yep. i don't have the numbers memorized i made a video about this so my mm -hmm. exact numbers are in that video but when we get close to retirement age the mm -hmm. average net worth of a home buyer not an investor somebody who buys rental properties but just somebody who owns their house is over two hundred thousand dollars that's right there's an exact number in there but the average net worth of somebody who's been renting that time is six thousand dollars oh that's not like it's half off or 75 percent off i mean it is multiples the yeah. difference between a renter and a home buyer mm -hmm. so when you look at first-time home buyers if you show them those numbers it, it seems very easy let me make the decision to be the home buyer because i'm either gonna pay rent or i'm gonna pay my mortgage there's a huge difference towards the end so we talk about low down payments that makes it easier fha says you can have a worse credit score and a higher debt to income ratio we're, we're lowering the bar the, the point of entry Barrier to entry, right? We've lowered that, so we've made it easier. And there's one more thing. As soon as they start pushing this, which they are starting to do, you can even get a lower house payment per month if you take this adjustable rate mortgage. Oh, look at how low this payment. Well, you're going to save like 70 bucks a month yeah. to put your entire life at risk in five or seven years. 
depending on what happens with your employment and what happens with interest rates that nobody can predict because only one of us has the crystal ball. Right. And that's starting to happen. I have a friend who, who's very well off and he was buying rental properties and his, his lender was pushing. He showed me the email chain, like five attempts to push the benefits of an adjustable rate mortgage. Yep. That's the scary part for me. The comp on that, on the mortgage side. So I asked a couple of my mortgage broker friends, mm-hmm. they get paid more for, yeah, of course they do. Yeah. So, and here's the thing, Mike, you and I talked about this on Tuesday. It's coming. It's happening. Yeah. We've yeah. already gone from 2% of the mortgage market being adjustable rate mortgages to now 4%. And that's just in under the last year. Yeah. It will continue to climb. And to Dion, to your point, what Mike and I talked about on Tuesday was this is 1000% going to lead to a, a bigger correction, but not for two or three years. Yeah, it's it's... going to be two or three years when those rates adjust. And that's what that's when it's going to happen unless there's some massive issue with like you know like what we've talked about before like war or something like that yeah. where you know all of a sudden you know 15 or 20 percent unemployment but that's where the issue is going to be and because mm-hmm. there's such short supply it's going to pump up the prices even more because it's that many more dollars chasing that many fewer assets it's going to put people in a position where they say geez you know what i really can't i'm I'm out of the game. I can't afford it. Well, here's a 40 year mortgage with an adjustable rate. Oh, (laughs) yeah, this, you don't actually pay any principal down for a decade. It's horrible. Yeah. So, so this is all important. Cause again, if you go back to our interviews from a year ago, right, I was telling people affordability index by 50 years, people don't want to hear it in 2020. The affordability of a house again, nationwide was better than 2018. How can that be? Prices were up. Well, rates were cut in half and incomes right. were up. I mean, it's, it's right. math. People don't want to hear that. It's not, it's not as true today because pricing is still up and now interest rates are rising. But here, here's the deal. I've been here before. Yeah. And I successfully navigated it before. It's all documented in the book, One Rental at a Time. Mm-hmm. I watch affordability index. And right now, I haven't checked this month, but last month, my affordability index was 42 Go find yours. Every state has different scale. I don't get nervous until mine gets to about 23, 24. Now, what can impact the affordability index? Price, interest rate, and wages. It's only three factors. Um, prices are up, interest rates are up, but also are wages. And that's why people just lose their mind. These All these new kids on YouTube don't understand that the 1970s rates went up 300%. Uh, it, yeah, rates went up 300, rates went up 300 basis points, excuse me, 300 basis points. Housing prices went up almost 100%, but wages went up 87. That's not supposed to happen if you listen to all these YouTubers. It has for a decade. But let's get back to first-time homebuyers and why this is the start. And I think you guys are both right. I'm watching this because eventually, well, I don't want to say eventually. My fear is eventually the bubble gets so big that we get people on the property ladder that should not be. I think the property ladder is amazing. I think it could change you and your generations of families. However, the goal is not getting on the property ladder. The goal is getting on and staying on. So if you only can get on with an adjustable rate mortgage, if you can only get on for this or for that, maybe the answer is not yet, right? Because that's, that's a huge concern. I saw people that get on and lost it two years later, and that hurts generations as well. But back to what Matt, the mortgage guy, back to this whole experts feeding on each other. Matt, the mortgage guy left me an audio message an hour ago. He goes, Michael, it's starting. 
FHFA is going to start to waive um, basically fees. Origination, yeah. Uh, fee, uh, basically, the discount points. Yeah. There are cost adjustments on the mortgage, right? High balance is a fee, and this and that is a fee. So what they're going to do is they're going to create delineation. First-time home buyers waive. If you want to buy a second home, a bump, right? Notice what they're doing. They're trying to create competitive advantage for the first-time home buyer. Second, if your income is below the area meeting average, fee waived. If it's above, bump, right? They're, they're basically trying to create, you know, where, you know it'll, it'll come out in the wash, but a first-time home buyer below the median might do 3.25, where a second home buyer above the median is at 3.75. So there'll be a big spread. And when you start getting expensive homes, that's going to really start adjusting the payment. Yeah. So what we have talking about is already happening. And I would call this, you know, the first thing. I think there is more and more stuff coming. But all of this doesn't fix the supply problem. <laughs> all of this is, adds more and more demand. And all it's going to do is, you know, oh, great. My payment's lower. I'll offer more. Yep. No. <clears throat> Another problem that we're going to see. A little over a year ago, Ken McElroy made a prediction of a 40% market crash. And you made a $10,000 bet to your favorite charity saying that's not going to happen. He never answered. He, in the last few months, I thought he finally came around. He's talking about prices are going to continue to go up. Here's all the reasons. And there's no crash coming, no correction coming. So he started to sound intelligent, which he is. He runs a successful business. So I'm not saying he's not smart. But he's making a prediction that's going to I want to use a professional term, screw over a lot of new investors. Oh, no. Is he? Okay. So we're, we're talking about first-time home buyers. And if people are familiar with our content, a lot of them are looking at first-time investment being a house hack. Yes. So they're going to get a house with an ADU, a duplex, triplex, fourplex, use owner-occupied residential lending. So lower barrier to entry, making it easier to get into house hacking. That's great. But here's something Ken's been saying for the last month. Hmm. Most markets saw over a 20% rent increase in the last 12 months. So you can buy a property projecting about another 20% increase in the next 12 months. No, he's not. He is saying rents are going to continue to go up at the rate that they've been going up, which is impossible to predict. It's, it's a possibility. It's one track they could take. But investing, hoping for that to happen means you're going to get caught living on opium. I have and been so very clear with people. Sorry to interrupt you, but this is a big deal to me. I beat up Anna and Jonathan and all these other people who syndicate huge apartment buildings. And I'm like, these syndications right here that are forecasting anywhere close to last year's growth in the future, don't touch those. Those are garbage. And they all agree with me. Here's the deal, folks. If you are, if you got 20%, shoot, if you got 15% rent growth last year and you're planning for 15% rent growth next year, you're not watching my channel. That is I, not. I cringed when I heard him say it. And then oh. I, watched, and I watch his stuff. Yeah. He's, you know, he's got a co-host where she has three rentals paid off and they talk about how she could have benefited from having leverage. And yeah. it's like some of the concepts there are solid. Yeah, yeah. And then I heard him say that and I was like, oh, Re rewind watching this that are going to think <clears throat> that's true. Oh, they're going to buy, they're going to buy alligators. Right. People have started. I've, I've had a number of conversations in the last two weeks where people were waiting E-I-G-H-T hmm. appreciation. It's like, don't do it. Don't do it. Appreciation is bonus. Do not do your math based. So here are the real quick numbers that just came out from my state. Close sales 
this year, this is this year to last year. Closed sales are down 18.6%. Okay. Closed sales are down 18.6%. We're only 4% off what we did in cumulative value, meaning prices skyrocketed. Yeah, exactly. Do the math. Okay, so your, your cumulative value was 200. Yep. Now it's 196. But oh, by the way, you did 20% less transactions. That means yeah, the average is... 18.6% fewer transactions. Wow. Days days on market, like all of these numbers are insanity. We have three weeks of supply in the entire state. Dude, the, there's eight days of supply in my buy box. Yeah, set, this is for my entire state. We oh, have state. Three, the state, not my margin, not my region. The entire state has three days or three weeks of supply. Wow. Uh, affordability index just hit an all-time record. It's a one. For the state. For the state, for the entire state, it's a one. And when I tell you there's different markets here, we have mountains, we have the rivers region, we have the lakes region, we have the oceanfront area, and we have the commuter base that goes down to mass. So there's five legitimate regions in our state. They're all wildly different. One. And as a state, we're a one. But it's okay. The, the FHA loans values went up. <laughs> We're having first-time homebuyer things. You can get that adjustable rate mortgage on a 40-year term so that you can get really low payments. And we'll give know, you 10 probably. grand for the deposit. You just, exactly. Or, or in or Bank of America's payment. case, they'll give you 17.5. Bank of America has a program. It's 17.5. I looked at it. It's still active. 17,500. Yeah, this, yep. this, and this, we are, we are blowing on a bubble. Meanwhile, last December to this December, um, which you guys know, December numbers, especially in a winter market like ours, yeah, yeah, yeah. December wow. numbers do not go up. They're usually flat. Yeah, we, yeah, are, yeah. we are 14.3% more expensive this December to last December. That's not an April number. That's a December number. Christmas time. Yeah. Christmas time. We're 14.3% higher. Like, the, and this is the thing. That'd be scary if, but we know what the, we know what the Fed is going to do. They're going yeah. to taper. They're going to raise rates, but at the same time they're doing that, they're going to push a bunch more money in the center of the table because they're going to give a down payment program. They're going to create a 40, they're going to do the 40 year mortgage for folks. There's going to be an adjustable rate loan. And so what does still all that mean? Even with higher rates, even with the balance sheet being tapered by the Fed, you have so much more still being pushed into the market that it's still going to prop up that median house value. Well, dude, what's it? So again, right, we're all we're all part of one rental at a time. So a lot of this has been owner oct discussion. Love the fact house hack definitely. Again, the cheat code, the wealth starts with house hacking if if yes. you can do it, whether it's a fourplex ADU mother in law or as Todd Bodwin does roommates. If you can do it, do it right. Cheat code, the wealth starts there. Mm -hmm. But let's talk about investors, right? We're saying this, talking about a bubble blowing up. What 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 are investors going to do? Are they supposed to sit on the sidelines for two years and wait for a crash? I don't care. I like, I don't care. I literally, Mike, I was sitting there on my couch last night. I was doing a bunch of paperwork. And so I had, they, I literally just had it on auto playlist. So there were some of yours in there, some of Dion's in there, Ken was in there. And you, you hear a lot of these other channels freaking out about all these things that frankly don't matter. Exactly. Ask Michael Jordan how much he cared about Russian soccer. Yeah. It has nothing to do with what we're about to go through. It matters one thing. What is my cash flow 
on the asset that I'm purchasing. It's a financial transaction. It's cost of money. That's Never. what it is. It's cost of money. So period, end of story. I don't give two you-know-whats about appreciation. I don't care about what all these other boneheads are saying on all their crisis channels. It doesn't matter. I'm going to do deals that get me 20, 30, and 40% return on my capital. Period. End of story. Those are what I'm looking for. I'm looking for the rock. That's it. I don't care if the market's up, if it's down, if it's sideways, I don't care. I don't care if rents are the same thing. I don't care. And you're getting fixed rate debt. I'm getting fixed rate debt. Period. End of story. That's my payment. Yeah, taxes will go up and it will be almost nothing. Here's something to clarify for people that are watching. Please. When we talk about things like a 40-year mortgage and adjustable rate mortgages and all the problems that are going to, all the things that could cause problems in three to five years, and we have a big reaction. That is not fear for ourselves. Mm -mm. We are buying fixed rate debt on appreciating assets that cash flow with rents. Our concern is because we're trying to help people get on the property ladder and become investors. Mm -hmm. But if you take advantage of some of these things, you could be setting yourself up for failure. Yes. That's our concern. As an investor, yes, a crash means things are on sale and we can buy them. But the people right now that are buying with adjustable rate mortgages in three years, if there's a crash in three to five years because of all of the adjustable rate mortgages hitting when people can't refinance or they can't afford the rate increase, that's going to increase demand on our rental units. Yep. That's what happened in 2009 and 10 is rents went up because all of the people that had foreclosures became renters. So I'm just clarifying we sound like there's fear in our voice when we say, oh, the adjustable rate mortgages are being pushed. That's that's for the people that are going to use those products, not for the investors like us that wouldn't touch an adjustable rate mortgage on a on an owner-occupied house when it was our, us starting a portfolio. Never. Every year, every quarter, every month, these programs, the programs, Section 8 housing, mm-hmm. um, the COVID relief programs, there are billions of dollars unspent because they can't get units. Yeah. Billions of dollars unspent. There are billions of dollars on the COVID side of things, billions of dollars sitting there that is still not deployed yet. Do you think that that's helping raise rentals? Of course it is. I'm taking on some of those tenants. And I'm like, listen, this is what my rate is. And if you like it, come on board. If you don't, don't care. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, what I would what I want to leave investors with is it's probably never been more important to do the work. Mm-hmm. Right. We I I talk national numbers all the time. They should mean very little to you. Maybe there's a trend, maybe there's an inkling of things to check in your local market, but do the work. Do the work. Uh, understand what's happening with rents in your market. Understand what's happening with population in your market. Understand yes. what's going on. Because again, we're, none of us are stop buying. I, I want to buy at least 2 million bucks worth of stuff this year. Uh, and we'll, we'll do it come hell or high water. I'm even going to probably build stuff this year because I can't find enough deals, right? I am adding units this year, even when in you, this environment. When you say 2 million, do you mean you're going to spend $2 million or you're going to buy $2 million worth of assets? At a minimum, two million bucks in assets. I have the two million to deploy, right, right. so it could be eight. But right. mi- yeah. minimum goal. I didn't buy enough. Well, I bought plenty last year. I didn't hold enough. Yeah, I have. I am a real estate professional. I have the ability to do cost segregation with bonus depreciation. Twenty twenty two is the last year of one hundred percent of that. I want to make four hundred thousand dollars in income disappear. 
It's a cashback credit card, baby. That's what I'm doing this year. So yeah. Those are awesome videos, by the way. Awesome. Thank you for that. They were yeah. fantastic. They were absolutely fantastic. And they were really condensed too. I want to say that they were, one was like 15 minutes and one yeah. was like 10 minutes. Yeah, so super minutes. condensed, wicked awesome, especially because, you know, this last year was Ashley's first year as a real estate professional. Yeah. You know, so it was like, and it Means was a big difference. thing to you. Well, the funny thing was, is like the accountant was like, well, isn't she still a nurse? And I was like, nope. She, the last shift she works was January, January 4th last year, January 8th. Yeah. So her last day was the first week of the year. So yep. everything after that, it was managing properties and yeah. you know emails and all that stuff. And Mike, the the rules around that are there. It's it's amazing. It's am, yeah. I mean, what I liked ooh. about watching those videos was there there were two paths for me to yeah. take advantage of that. I could become a real estate professional and not have my W two, which I'm not going to do because I love my job and I don't want to buy another job. Mm-hmm. Or I could get a spouse that's a real estate professional and no. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Right. You've Which done that a couple of times. Don't want to do that anymore. No, no. Uh, trial, trial ran. Trial periods ran out, and uh, not renewing. <laughs> not renewing. Not signing a new lease. A lease um, with an option not to buy. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> so again, I guess what I want to kind of summarize this video is again, first-time home buyers getting on the property ladder is amazing. Staying on the property ladder should be the goal. That's where I think Washington gets it wrong. They are only worried about first-time home buyers getting on the ladder. They don't realize if they're set up for failure, they're going to get off, and that's even worse. Way worse. Getting on, staying on. Uh, investors, you have to realize that there's going to be your costs will be different. So if you're buying like owner-occupied quality stuff, probably new builds, you're going to be in a tough competition because you're going to have a half a percent. It looks like delta between what they pay and you could pay for money. So realize that cost difference house again, though, house hacking roommates, you're that, that is an owner occupant loan. Even though I will consider you an investor, the bank and the government consider you owner occupant. figure it out. It's amazing. So amazing. Yeah. I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of goodness coming. I do think that I, I, for the first time, it feels like the balloon is being blown on like on purpose. Mm-hmm. with this first time home buyer. So it, it, it'll be interesting to watch the next two or three years. And I think this is just step one of five, six, seven steps. First time home buyer below the area median, they are going to focus on you, lower the cost of debt, give you money, 40 years. It's a lot of, lot of stuff coming to you. But again, as an owner of property, that's just more demand. So it's it's going to be interesting. So then the uh, fear of rates going up. Yeah. People don't realize Rates are going up. That's going to be unfortunate. So a lot of people go, I better buy now. It's already happening. Before they go up. Yes. Right. So increased demand there. Yeah. And it might be less transactions, but it's people paying more. Thinking even if I'm paying more now, I'm, I'm not paying as much as I would in six months. Exactly. It's, it's already happening. Week on week numbers were up. Uh, I think it was 2% week on week for purchase in rates. Again, Matt, the mortgage, they went up a quarter in a week, which is pretty fast. Transactions so. down 18% this year in my region, but the number is only 4% off what we did in, in dollars. Yeah, there you go. Crazy stuff. Well, one more time, guys, how can people find you? We'll go to Dion first. Right here on YouTube, Dion Talk Financial Freedom. Very cool. And Matt? Uh, Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube and Sunday mornings, 1130 a.m. Eastern time and at Lumberjack Landlord on Instagram. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. You're doing daily stuff now. Day- oh, I'm going to at least post something daily there. I talked to my marketing guy. He goes, are you actually using your Instagram account? Hey, what happened? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, you want me to manage yours for you? Yours is garbage. He's <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. Thanks, Mike.